Hey everybody, Jeff Antoniak here with Digging Deeper Jazz. Welcome to the video today. So today I want to talk about those amazing solo breaks all of our heroes play, whether it's Charlie Parker on Night in Tunisia or Clifford Brown or Pat Metheny or whoever it is, what's going on with the solo breaks and how are they getting the information? Like what, what's up with these solo breaks, right? So we're going to dig into that. I'm going to give you some very good ideas. And um, two big announcements. So today is the day we're announcing the winner of the Jazzwire giveaway. We're giving away a six-month subscription to Jazzwire. We're going to announce that uh, later in the video, who the winner is. We had over 100 entries, so that's that's pretty slick. So we'll be letting you know who the winner is. And also, um, yesterday I did my very first Digging Deeper online workshop. Uh, and we had 12 people from around the world working with us. We have three more workshops coming up. I'll let you know about that. We have a total of like five spots left, so I'll let you know about that. So let's dig into these solo breaks. So now, what is a solo break, in case you're wondering? So some songs, when we get to the end of the, of the tune, there's, we stop a little early, the rhythm section stops, and it's just the soloist for a measure, sometimes two measures. In Night in Tunisia, it's actually four measure solo break. So you may see this in a big band chart that you're playing or in some songs. So today we're going to use the song Cherokee as an example. That has a famous, you know, two measure break. So the idea, uh, so let's, like, what's it for? What, if we're trying to figure out what to do there, let's actually figure out what the purpose is. So purpose number one is to show off. <laughs> okay, so we know that. And this goes back to, you know, the 30s with Duke Ellington's band, maybe before, and, and those breaks were where, you know, th this would be something that people would spend like a long time figuring out and practicing all day long. So you'd get to the gig and you'd have a new break and bands would walk across the street and hear what so-and-so was going to do on the solo break. Like this is... This has a big part in jazz history, these solo breaks. So yes, we want to be impressive and we want to play something cool. But why are they there beyond that? So here's what it is. We end someplace harmonically. We end very often in the key of the song. It's the end of the tune. And it's a bridge. It's a connector to where? The beginning of the song. So we need to play something that makes sense in that spot. Makes harmonic sense. Makes melodic sense. So right there we're starting to circle around what do we do? We can't, you know, not necessarily just playing anything we want, right? It has to serve the tonality. Okay, so that makes sense. How do we serve the tonality? That's what we're going to get into. So um, the example that I have here on the sheet for you, I wrote in the key of C. I try to do all these digging deeper examples in the key of C just to make it nice and clear for everybody. Um, so what I'm going to do is be playing Cherokee in the key of C. That's not the, uh, not, not the standard key. But what I'm going to do is just play the last, uh, you know, four or eight measures of Cherokee so you can hear where this solo break is. And so my program is going to stop the chords there. I think the drums keeps playing through. But you can hear, and this is example number one on the sheet. So that's the spot where this break happens. Two measures from the end of the tune into the beginning of the tune. So yes, we end in this example in the key of C, we begin in the key of C. So there's a couple strategies. So one is, I guess we could play stuff in the key of C, right? So I mean, we could just sort of stay static, 
Stay static. Fine. So we could play something in the key of C. Uh, John Coltrane, when he's improvising on Moments Notice, there are breaks built into that song. And he stays very much in the key of E-flat. That song's in E-flat, so it ends in there. It doesn't begin there, though. It's very interesting. So he continues the harmony from where he was, but he doesn't lead into the new harmony. There's a lot of ways to do this. So look at example number two here, and it's what Clifford Brown plays on this tune. And this was actually going back, I'm not sure how many uh, months, I presented this solo break. So now we're actually talking about breaks. So here's what Clifford played in that spot. So very, very cool lick that he plays in that break in Cherokee. Now, we can kind of look at it two ways. To me, I really look at that lick as if it's a lick in the key of C. But we could also look at it and maybe imagine, well, that's a G lick. Either way, you want to parse it, it works. If he's thinking in the key of C, he's just... Essentially, the way I look at it, he's carrying on the tonality that he had, and he's also hinting at what the future tonality is. C, C, C. Fantastic. Now, if you want to look at this lick as if it's a G sort of lick, that makes sense to me. He, we end in the key of C. Now he plays in the key of G. Why would he play in the key of G? Because G is 5 of C. So he plays something that creates some motion going to where he wants to go. So however you want to analyze this lick, I'd love to know how you think about this. Do you think about that lick as if it's a tonic key of C lick, or do you see it as more of a dominant key of G lick? I could, I could go either way. I'd love to know what you think. So, But both of them work. That idea is the break is a transition or a connecting, right? And he connects it so, so perfectly. So that's a very, very good way to do it. Now, before we go on to the uh, next up, I just want to tell you about these workshops coming up. The workshop I did yesterday sold out. Fantastic. There's one coming up this Thursday, April 9th. We're going to be talking about bebop scales. Uh, by the way, these workshops for just 12 people. Only 12 people from anywhere in the world because they're online and they're 35 bucks each. So they're not going to break the bank, 75 minutes long. And us working together, it's not me lecturing. You're there. You've got your instrument. We are talking. You're playing for me. I'm playing for you. It's like that. So uh, we have two spots. Yes, no, one spot left for April 9th. On April 16th, um, rhythm, time, and groove. Two spots left for that. On Thursday, April 23rd, triad pairs. Two spots left for that. So if you're interested in any of those topics, 35 bucks each, um, and those are Thursdays, they're happening at 2 p.m. New York time, so depending where you're at in the world. Uh, and we'll be doing more of this, including with some special guests coming up in May. I'll let you know about that next week. So if you're interested, write us at Digging Deeper Jazz. Let us know which of those three, or if you want to do two or three of them, Grab those spots. They'll be gone. They'll be gone today, almost certainly. So uh, write us quickly, grab those spots, and we'll get you signed up. Okay, so let's turn back to the uh, PDF here and look at this next example. So what I did in item number three is composed a break, I suppose. It's just a great lick that I know. Now, what I did is put in the chord changes. You can see I put them in parentheses, A7 flat 9, D7 flat 9, G7 flat 9, in parentheses. Uh, because that is not at all the chords that are written on the chart. They've never been there on the chart, I don't think. Um, it, the band isn't playing, so nobody's playing that. That's what I'm thinking. So let me play it for you really quickly. <laughs> 
And I'll play it one time with the track in context so you can hear a little bit more what that sounds like. Okay, so yet another example of a break. Very different thinking than what I said John Coltrane or Clifford Brown were thinking about. So I superimposed some chords there. What were the chords? One, six, two, five, leading there. So I created some harmony. Now, of course, no one's playing the harmony there, right? I created harmony in my mind, and then I played it a melody based on that harmony. So look at the notes on the sheet here. We're in the key of C, but I have C sharps, and B flats, and F sharps, and E flats, and A flats. A lot of stuff that is not at all in the key, but those notes have a shape that's really drawing us back towards that C. So that would be an example of something I could do. Now on the PDF, and by the way, I'd love to send you the PDF, just write us at uh, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com, it's always free. Um, on the PDF, I give a bunch of examples of how can we connect where we end and where we begin. It's almost endless, all the harmonic chord changes that there are. So all the chord changes that you know, even if you're a real novice to jazz, you probably know about a 5-1 progression, or you know about the circle of fourths, or you've heard about a 2-5-1, or you've heard about a tritone sub. Every single one of those works. So let me do a last one for you. Um, and then I'm going to announce the winner of the contest. So stick around for that, it may be you. Um, okay, so this last one I'm going to do, I'm just going to think of a big five chord, a big fat five chord. So I end in the key of C, I'm just thinking of that G chord again. And I'm going to, I'm going to think G sharp five, like a G augmented sort of sound. Here we go. Yet another break. Would I have thought to play that if I was just thinking C? No. Would I have thought to play that if I was just thinking, oh my God, what do I do during a break? Well, no, right? So my advice to you is, first of all, just understand that we're connecting. We're either coming out of somewhere, if you want to think of it that way, or we're going to somewhere. That's what we do, right? So I'm suggesting you think of some chord changes in there. All right, so I want to announce to you who won this. And by the way, so the whole point is jazzwire.net. So that's the subscription website that I run hundreds of adult musicians from around the world working together. It's not just a pile of information. You get free information here. This is a place to work on it together with me seven days a week and with hundreds of people at your level. It's a big deal. It's pretty great. Um, and so we have a seven, uh, sorry, a six month uh, subscription, including an evaluation of your playing and uh, a practice plan and everything. So this is a $375 value and we're giving it away. Lee Sanderson won this. Lee Sanderson is a retired music teacher from New Jersey here in the United States. So the fact that a retired music teacher won this, that's fantastic. As I said, we had over 100 uh, entries and we did a random number generator. 
And uh, that's how we picked Lee. So I'm so excited to be welcoming Lee into Jazzwire. We're going to do this contest again. And if you entered in the past, you can enter again. We're not doing it right now, but it's going to be coming up again. So uh, if you didn't get in this time, I really hope you consider joining us at Jazzwire. You know, as I mentioned with the, with the COVID virus going on, we are also separated from each other. And this idea of connecting, uh, we have people, depending on how much time you have, connecting for hours a day or hours a week. Um, it's really a great uh, thing. So I hope I'll see you there. Lee, again, I can't wait to uh, be working, you know, really closely with you. So this is going to be fantastic. Congratulations. And uh, solo breaks, give this a try. And, you know, so I open sort of, uh, you know, a big conversation here and there's a lot more to be done and figured out and there's questions to ask and we're going to be doing it all at Jazzwire. So I hope I see you inside there. Take care, be healthy. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.